In a fast-paced industry, almost finding how to slow down and finding a way that you can be sustainable and what you enjoy talking about is the most important. When I was trying to discover my mission, I always went back to the problem. What was the problem that I was really trying to fix? I want to always share about the highs, like doing the show with you, but I will also share the days where it's not that easy to get up. Yeah. Robert, how to use passion as a fuel to start your business and how to keep it going in such a competitive industry as F&B? Mm. Okay, that's a really good question. Um, I wrote it myself, yes. <laughs> Very good, I mean, just asked you that. I think uh, using passion as a fuel is really good because first and foremost, it's something that is organic, right? It's, it's something that you're interested in and you know that it's going to keep you going. But I also think that it's something that is really risky because mm. some days if you're not feeling in a good mood or some days if you know, you're burnt out, you can't just rely on passion anymore. So that's when I guess discipline comes in. Mm. But I still definitely believe using passion to either solve a problem or using passion for a certain industry is, 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 is super important. So how do you use it on a daily basis, I would say, in your daily work? How do I use it on my daily? On, this is such an interesting question because I like, if you look at some of the content or if you look at, if you've known me forever, I've been in the industry for almost 10 years and every single day I've just always been reading and sharing and, 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 and doing what I do now, just that now I have a blog it's not like anything that I've done differently before, but every morning, yeah, I'm subscribed to like 15 different like FMB newsletters in my Google. I have like Google alerts on keywords like Vietnam, FMB, restaurant, dining, and it's something that I've kind of always done. So when people are like, how do you use your passion every single day? I, I find it really hard to answer because that's you know, something that you do naturally if you enjoy something, right? But I could see you keep feeding it, actually. It's like a fire. You, you, yeah. you know, like you keep reading every day, you stay, you stay focused. So you get yeah. your fuel from what's going on also. Yeah. When you share about what you like all the time and are brave enough to share your opinions, I think you attract people who are also interested in what you do. And then you just fuel off each other. Um, people who are interested in what you do and they share articles with you all the time. <clears throat> Ooh, that coffee. And <laughs> I think that's, that's how the passion sustains. I think passion is really hard to sustain if you are not constantly around people who are interested around you. And when you have a good group of people who enjoy what you're doing and, and keep you going and show you that what your passion is, is really interesting and you're interested and you have that curiosity that keeps growing, I think that helps a lot. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I think that's how every single day I still get to wake up and do something I do. Because when I share something, somebody tells me something different and I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, so I think that's really cool. And I think when you come into a fast paced industry, that's the way you have to keep doing it. Um, otherwise it can really burn you out if it's everything just on you. If there's no like engagement or interaction and this community building, it, it can be really tiring. And also one of the things I, I try to do and I've realized uh, in the past few months is to also do things outside of, of FMB, for example. So um, last week I actually tried to find a new hobby. 
because every single day I realize like I turn this passion into a business, right? So every single day that I'm not like working on my nine to five, I'm still, you know, like generally interested. My whole content feed is always about food. My emails are all about food. Everybody I talk to is about food, which is great if you're in the business, but then every other hour you're also doing the same thing, right? It can be really tiring and burnout. Exciting. Yeah, it's very, very exhausting to be very honest sometimes. So last week uh, I, I, I painted. I was like, oh, let me do like painting. Or uh, I went to like the sauna and I did like a public bath and I was like, okay, I need time to switch off. Mm. And um, I don't follow a lot of the, the, the food bloggers in Vietnam because I also think that you need to switch off certain content. And sometimes it can be overwhelming when you feel that you always need to compete mm. or you always need to feel that you need to be a certain way. And I think that can also be very uh, uh, demotivating in a fast-paced industry, right? Because every time there's a new restaurant that's opening, it's not that you will always know about every single one. But maybe if you see like, if you're following like a thousand bloggers and media, um, you're always going to miss out. And then it'll keep you going and going and going and you're going to burn yourself out. So uh, I think that's really important as well. Like in a fast-paced industry, almost finding how to slow down and finding a way that you can be sustainable and what you enjoy talking about is the most important, what for I, sure. What I can see, it's like basically for you, F&B is like a game, but sometimes you need to slow down, you need to do something else in order to come back and play the game with a new energy, with pleasure, yeah. so you don't burn out. Like being passionate, but not too committed at the same time. Step, step out. Yeah, I think sometimes F&B, the industry is huge. Yeah. You can do everything, marketing, PR, restaurant reviews, new guides, there's so many things that you can go into. But I realized that maybe I was really interested in one or two parts of it. But if you are so, you know, following every single person that's doing FMB, you might feel like you want to do every single thing. Mm. And I'm passionate about two things and I'm okay with that. And when I, like, I want to read about the industry and, you know, understand why people eat the way they eat and stuff like that. I just want to focus on these two things. And I think that that's how I'm staying competitive. Maybe I don't do the whole spectrum. Mm -hmm. I just do two things and go really deep. And, and, and that's it. Yeah. And you go deep indeed. Yeah, I just go deeper and deeper. And I've noticed you have a very positive impact in the community, always posting, revealing new places to hang out. So oh, thank you. how do you have a positive impact for the community thanks to your business? How do I have a positive impact? I think that um, when I first moved here as well, like I started my blog really as a response to a, a problem. So my first article, um, two years ago was just restaurants that were open during Tet, right? Mm. Because during that time, COVID was picking up in Vietnam and people were not leaving Saigon because they were scared they were not going to come back. So I kept seeing like the Facebook groups and the food groups and, and people just kept asking like, what restaurants are going to be open? Are they closing down now? Blah, 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 blah. And I was just so, I felt like the pain myself of having to go through every single Facebook group and just find the restaurants over and over again. Mm. Because when you post on Facebook, it just, like five minutes later, you can't find the same thing anymore. So I think that like 
I personally felt the pain myself. And thankfully, I was, had a lot of time during that time. So I created my first blog post. And then ever since then, um, because of the success of that, I went into Facebook groups to find questions and problems. Mm. Yeah. So it's about fi finding the problems and try to find a solution to fix the problem. Yeah. So I think in that way, it's a, you know, positive impact in a certain way. But, you know, it's really just, there's so many problems that are just in front of us. Um, you know, so it's, it's really easy when people, when you think about it. Yeah. And how to stay motivated as an entrepreneur, but also as a writer in your case? Um, I think being motivated is very, very difficult as an entrepreneur. Mm. It is not easy. And um, I'll be the first one to tell you that it's really not easy, right? Like, I bet you find it very exhausting. Everybody finds it very exhausting being an entrepreneur. And I think that people um, see it as being a very easy thing, but it's not. Mm. Motivation is hard. It's very, very hard. Um, but I tell myself every single time that if I'm already here, then just do it, mm. right? Be in the moment. Yeah, if I'm already here, why not just, just do it and finish it? And I find that sometimes if I can't get into the motivated frame of mind in my work, then I need to do things, let's say like working out. Mm. Right. Or maybe doing a skill that maybe is a small step that can ignite a small motivation. Mm. Just to trigger yourself. A little yeah. Bit. You know, momentum. You need to constantly be in momentum. Right. Sometimes you're not perpetually in movement. And sometimes if you're moving at the same speed all the time during the same thing, it can be really exhausting. So I think diversifying and finding other small actions mm -hmm. that can just spark that momentum. On daily moment. On daily. On a daily, daily basis. Daily yeah. Basis. Can actually drive motivation. So I find working out very important. I find, you know, small little things like maybe I can be 1% more, maybe not in my work, but maybe in something else that's a bit easier. One thing I like about you is that you post on a daily basis consistently about your, your passion, about your work. Yeah. But also when we dig in a little bit like on your website, I can see you're you really on a mission. So yeah. how do you create your business mission, which is also your life mission? Mm. I think creating a mission was really, really um, difficult, and, but it was really important because I think sometimes when you navigate your business, it's very easy to get lost. Like I mentioned, right? Every entrepreneur is looking to somebody two to five years ahead to see what they're doing. But that might not necessarily be what you want to do, mm. which is why um, you need to just stick to your mission. When I was trying to discover my mission, I always went back to the problem. I always said, like, what, what was the problem that I was really trying to fix at the very beginning? And that was, people have no idea where to find restaurants to eat. And at the same time, when I was moving here or when people move here, businesses and consumers, they literally had no idea what was happening in the restaurant scene. Mm -hmm. As an expat and as a local, you know what's happening. But really, like as a foreigner, like if you Google online, there's literally no little to no information online about restaurants in Saigon, right? Mm -hmm. And when I, you know, that was the problem that I kept like thinking about and people kept telling me, 
I think when you start doing something and if people start telling you that what you're doing is good, like I would get thank you emails like, you know, I've been living here for like 10 years. I never knew anything until this. Mm. When you know that this is happening and it makes you feel good, then that's your mission, right? Mm. I think you also have a big strength is like people know you through word of mouth. I'm not even sure I saw any sponsored advertisement about you. It was always about from somebody, this person, a post. Like, how did you do it? Like, how did you make the word of mouth working for you in such a uh, digital society that we're living in? Yeah, I think that I started, I was really lucky when I started, right? I told you, I started when we were all in lockdown. So it had to be digital. And I was solving a really, really big problem. Like people really didn't know where to eat and people couldn't eat easily during lockdown. There were so many restrictions on restaurants and so many restrictions on food. And not everybody like are in Facebook groups, right? Mm. And I saw my articles were being shared in like residential apartments. They were being spread in Zalo. They were like in BIS, Ishmael, like all everywhere it was going. Facebook groups, you can't share it like so easily, right? So I think that when I started, that was the digital part of it was because of the lockdown. And I solved like, a, that was a really big problem. So I think when word of mouth comes, it's like, are you, are you adding value to people? I think word of mouth really comes when people, are you adding value to people? And then secondly, like, you know, then, then that's why you share things, right? Like, if you're really helping somebody, then they're going to share about you. Mm-hmm. Like, it was really easy like that, I think. Yeah. Jovelle, there is something very unique about you that I appreciate a lot, is that you're very open about your health issues. Yeah. So, in your opinion, as an entrepreneur, why is it important to share about our struggles? Mm, so, yeah. So, I share a lot about my mental health issues, uh, challenges, challenges. Uh, so I do have an anxiety disorder. I've had it for about 10 years. And it's something that I think for a very long time I didn't want to share about. But I decided to share about it about maybe I think like six, seven years ago. And it was something that I feel, you know, first and foremost, after, after living with it for so long, I realized that, first and, you know, it's not so scary. Mm. It's not like the worst thing. There are some limitations and challenges, but it's not the worst thing. You can still live a very good life and you can still, you know, aspire and achieve great things, right? And I wanted to share about it because I don't want people to think that mental health is something that like, oh, it means that you can't, you know, you can't achieve a lot of things. You know, people with depression, people with anxiety, people with like bipolar disorders are actually very normal people. It just means that, you know, they have certain things that might, you know, be a little bit more sensitive. It's the same way if somebody has, you know, a chronic back pain or like, you know, a low blood count, you know, they can still function day to day, day to day, um, but just need a little bit of things here and there. So that was the first thing I wanted to do. I've been in interviews before where I actually share about my anxiety disorder and, and what that means when I work. And you have people being like, oh, but we have like, you know, we're in a high stressful, high functioning environment, so I don't think we can hire you. And that's the kind of thing that I want to like debunk, right? Like that, that, that sounds crazy to me because I feel like I, it's not that I can't handle stress, it's just that I know what my boundaries are. And I think that's very important. I think that's actually different. A lot of people need to know what they are yeah. 
um, and how to manage them, right? Um, so those are the things that I wanted to really, really share about. And, you know, if people like yourself or some people who, you know, write about me, about being a, like a successful person or being an entrepreneur, I also want them to know like, hey, you know, I have this and it's something that almost like supports me and helps me um, rather than something that limits me. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, being an entrepreneur and being a person nowadays is not easy, right? Like, I, I, I want to always share about the highs, like doing the show with you, but I will also share the days where it's not that easy to get up. Yeah. And, and that, you know, because we all really, really have that. And, you know, it's really okay to feel like that. I don't want people to think like, oh man, how does she do it all the time? I see people and I'm like, how do you do it all the time? Mm. But I wish it was like, I see them like doing really well, but also having those low moments where they get through it. Mm. Then that's a little bit more human, right? You that's a bit more real, right? And, and I always want to be that kind of person like, hey, you know what? I work really hard, but I just want to let you know, like, I also take Sundays off. I go to the sauna to, like, to relax. And, and those things are important. I really hate like, going to see like, entrepreneur, like, entrepreneurs who just say, go, 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 go. Because that's, that's, not, that's not real, right? How can you do that? That's crazy. I don't know. Like, I don't want to advocate burnout. Mm. I don't want to ever do that. No, you um, advocate authenticity. Yeah, I, I, I'd rather, you know, like I failed a lot. Like a lot of bad things have happened. Being an entre- entrepreneur is really tough. So, you know, let's share about all these things and let you see that it's not always gold. And I think that's more important. Love to share about anxiety. Also because, you know, like, when I was sharing about anxiety and like chest tightness and what I do and what helps me, I feel that people also share with me back about, oh, this is helpful. I'm not trying to give like medical advice. I'm not in a position, but I think that it, 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 people sometimes, you know, like don't know how to react to people with anxiety or depression. Mm. And it's very scary. And I think more information just needs to, to be shared about like how to, how to deal with these things. I'm not dealing with it, but you know, like it's important. It's like medical, mental health, first aid, right? Like we can all do it a little bit. During the lockdown, I feel it was helpful. It's important, yeah, it's really important. And you know, we connect better through bad experiences. There's also yeah. this thing, trauma bonding, which I don't advise, but okay. basically when you show your, your flaws and the challenges that you're facing, we want to connect with you more. Like, oh my God, she's human. She's, yeah. she, she's not, she is perfect, but she's also human. Yeah. So it makes you more like charming and reachable, more human. So I can see Thank that too. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Compliment that. Actually, Javel, you mentioned something like it's hard to be a human, it's hard to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I also feel it's hard to be a woman. Yeah. to be a female entrepreneur. So mm-hmm. do you have one word of advice for the female entrepreneurs out there? Yeah, I think as a female sometimes, and I've seen this a little bit as well, is that you don't, um, you, you, you don't, you don't know how to be as a female entrepreneur. Sometimes you feel like you need to put on a suit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need to feel like you, 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 you only get to be 
in a boardroom if you are dressed a certain way or look a certain way or have a certain accent. Your hair needs to be black to be more serious. Mm. And I've, I've been there before. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, but I've definitely been there before mm. where I feel that I need to dress more serious mm. when I'm in you know, a, a boardroom or taken more seriously. FMB is a very male-dominated industry as well. So sometimes it can be, you know, uh, difficult to fit in, especially when everybody's like drinking and bro, bro, broing. It can be very intimidating as a female. And um, I think, you know, what, what, what women have as entrepreneurs is the fact that we're not male entrepreneurs. And understanding that you need to be confident in who you are mm. and show up as you are, wearing, you know, red and pink. And Barbie. Yeah. And be take and know that you can be taken seriously is is important. Yeah. You know, don't don't feel like you need to conform. Don't feel like you need to mm-hmm. be a certain way. Um, the right the right people will want to work with you. Um, and, and, just, and just wait for that. I think it's a very wise words. And I didn't want to turn the interview too much about like being female, being an entrepreneur, but yeah. it's a good reminder to, again, be who you are. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't forget, don't ch- try to change yourself to please the others, but yeah. like, still going, show your flaws, yeah. show your strengths, yeah. show yourself, but be who you are. Yeah, definitely. I think that's super important. And Jovel, actually, all good things must come to an end. So does this interview. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but I have one last question for you. Sure. Very practical question. Okay. According to you, what can we do daily to become a better person? What can we, a better person? A better person. A be- oh. better, not a better, a better person. A better person. <laughs> <laughs> a better, be- better person. Yeah. A better person. Um, I personally think that for me to be a better person, um, just being a lot more, I think a lot more kind. Mm. Yeah. I think there are many moments that, that especially as an entrepreneur, you're handling like 50,000 things at the same time, right? It's so easy to get angry yeah. if things don't go right, things don't go this way. But that, that, that like, it's mm. so hard to, to, to either snap at somebody it's so easy to snap at somebody or also like snap at yourself, like when things don't go a certain way. And I think it's so um, important every single day to be a better person, to be like, you know what? Like, we just stop. Like, do I need to say this thing? Mm. Is this as bad as I'm thinking it should be? Like to be kinder to other people and kinder to yourself mm. because it does make a difference, I think. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I think if you keep snapping at everybody every day or snapping at yourself, then, you know, your motivation and who you are, Mm. then your journey sucks. Like literally, if you're just angry all the time, journey sucks. And it impacts your mission, your daily work, your daily life. So I think that's a good reminder as well. Yeah. Jovella, I just have one last thing to say. You're fantastic. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That was really nice.